Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. under the sea absorbent and yellow and porous is he if nautical nonsense be something you wish then drop on the deck and flop like a fish are you ready kids spongebob spongebob's purpose spongebob I can't hear you! SpongeBob! SpongeBob! SquarePants! Ready? SpongeBob! SpongeBob! SquarePants! SpongeBob! SquarePants! Hey, welcome back to Patreon with Cheese, kids! Welcome to Patreon with Cheese! Yeah, now this isn't Fosse Verdon, but we'll get back to that next week. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, This kids. is a very important concept album that just came out very recently by one of the, the Andrew, greatest... Andrew, tell us all about it. One of the greatest musicians of our, of our generation. Um, this is uh, Mouth Dreams by Neil Cicierga. <laughs> or Cicierga? This album is so... Cicerica? Cicerica. Cicierga? It's the guy that did Potter Puppet Pals. One of, like, you guys have heard of yes. this. Yes! <laughs> And also, um, and also the all the other ticking noise. Yeah. Also, all more importantly, all the other mouth albums, uh, mouth. Yes. Mouth uh, sounds, mouth silence, mouth moods, and uh, now mouth dreams. Um, now I don't remember which episode it was. It had to have been like relatively recently. We've talked. It was, about it. Yeah, we Hit talked him. about because Brie asked you what kind of music you like because she thought she would be into Weird Al, and you're like, no, Neil Cesariga. Well, I think I said like she was asking about comedy music, and she's like, oh, you mean like Weird Al? And I'm like, no, 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 because Weird Al just changes the lyrics, and that's that's not what I mean by comedy music. I mean music that is funny to listen to like not just because of the words and neil sisierga he's the one who does that the best of anyone now tell us a little bit about his previous albums because i've known about him for a while but i wouldn't call myself like a huge i was a fan of his skits like he once did a jumanji skit where like he kills robin williams (laughs) that's pretty funny (laughs) like that's my kind of appreciation of him i always enjoyed his skits but his music kind of was not something I was into. God damn! Um, I, I was just—I like wanted to make a really edgy joke there, but I, I don't think I can. <laughs> I—they—the jokes have already been made. I was gonna say Roger, Robin Williams one upped him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the video has not aged well because of that fact. Because Robin Williams decided he was gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna reenact it. Oh. it a trigger warning: suicide. You can't say it after we've done the. Ch- <laughs> I'm letting you know you just got triggered, and that is the reason. Just, it fails to be, uh... <laughs> I'm bad woke. Bad. I'm bad at being woke. It's fine. I don't care. Somebody in the audience <laughs> might care, but I don't. So, and you're talking to me. It's Patreon. They know who we are. They've seen me drunkenly spill wine all over Which my shirt. Which, he is they currently, he's currently drunk. But he's not spilling wine on this shirt, because this is his Musicals with Cheese shirt he's wearing. 
It is. I, I, I treat it with care. Um, so his previous albums are, um, well, I think the first one came out a long time ago, and I can't quite remember, but it was way back when, like, All Star by Smash Mouth was the biggest meme of all time. Um, what are you talking about? It's still the biggest meme. I mean, it is still the biggest meme of all time, but it was, it was like, fresh. It was, like, new, you know? It was the hot ticket. And I think Neil actually kind of put it on the map with the album, but... Um, yes, I will agree there. Um, basically, I think Shrek put it on the map, and then it fell off the map, and then Neil was like, fuck it, get that back on yeah, that map. So the first one is, like, basically, he just edits uh, All Star by Smash Mouth and a few other Smash Mouth songs... And there's a few that are non-Smash Mouth related, but there's, they're honestly few and far between on the first album. Um, and he just puts out all these ridiculous edits of, like, different songs together and releases it as, I think, Mouth Sounds is what it's called. Um, and that first one is all Star by Smash Mouth, uh, pretty much all the way through. Um, but it's great. It's funny. Uh, I don't think it holds up as well as the other two that he came out with. Well, because it's the meme. Yeah, it's because... Basically, the first one was just a meme. It was just like, hey, here's All-Star by Smash Mouth mixed with Imagine and mixed with all these other songs. And it's, it's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny, but it's, it doesn't age as well. Um, the next one he did was Mouth Silence, which he really gets kind of crazier with the edits that he does and makes the actual album itself kind of flow together better. And the jokes kind of it's kind of like a one after the other joke. There's no like breaks in between songs for you to like really let the joke set in. It just kind of goes to the next song and immediately. Which is kind of good for an album, but really weird if you're just listening to individual tracks on YouTube, which is where the way you kind of have to listen to a good chunk of this. Yeah. So my recommendation for listening to uh, uh, Neil stuff is you can listen to particular songs and have it be funny. But if you really want to get the experience... And it is an experience. It's not just like a... It really is. You have to listen to the album all the way through, like from start to finish. Um, and Mouth Silence is the first one that I think really nails that. Mouth Moods... Um, Mouth Moods uh, is decent, but I don't think it captures the full um, experience that Mouth Silence really established. Um, because I think some of the songs fit better like as just songs that don't flow into each other nearly as well when you're listening all the way through. Um, but you still get some classics like uh, like ACVC or whatever, uh, which is great. Um, which is, I think that's just Vanessa Carlton, Carlson or... Who is the person that plays that like da 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 song? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, that, it's that song um, with... Yeah, it's that with the with the vocals of Back in Black over it, and it's just amazing. <laughs> um, but Mouth Dreams, I'll be honest, I'm a little Here bit. We are. We're a little bit. I'm a little bit fresh with this one, and it's like right in my mind and everything. But same, this, I literally just listened to it a few hours ago. This may be his best. This might be his best. I think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's for me. It's this one or, or Mouth Silence. So they're both very good. But this this is like. This is like an actual experience that makes you kind of like feel a certain way. It's like a it's like a modern art piece. I would actually I would go further and describe I would describe Neil as postmodern art. Um, he is maybe the most prolific postmodern modern uh, pop musician to ever exist. Um, I mean that is a pretty niche category you're saying there. It is. It is absolutely. He may be the only postmodern pop musician to exist. Um, so I mean, and and to describe that, I, I guess postmodern would generally mean you take things from the past. And remove the meaning from it and just kind of turn it into something new. Um, that's 
what I've heard postmodern referring to art meaning. And if that doesn't describe what Neil does, I have no idea what else would. Uh, he just kind of mashes shit together and it does not matter what it is or how well it fits or anything. It just goes. Uh, I mean, I guess I guess let's let's talk about the experience here. What, what is your experience with Mouth Dreams? How did it make you feel? So I listen to this on my bike ride today and I take about an hour and a half per bike ride. So I listened to it and then I kind of moved yeah. on. Holy shit, it is a wacky experience. Like, especially when you just hear random noises and you're like, okay, is there someone behind me or something <laughs> like yeah, but like, yeah. I found myself laughing because of just specific sound cues. <laughs> and a lot of times you know the instrumental and like the instrumental of the song is and you just get so excited for how is he going to turn this on its head? What, yeah, and what like, I, I would say with this album more than any of the other ones, it's like it thematically works. Like there's the, there is yes. a theme of and I think it fits with the the title and I think he's actually is intentionally going for this it's it's called Melt Dreams uh and the cover of the album is him laying in bed with his eyes open this this is this album is insomnia it is about insomnia it's about not being able to sleep uh it is the experience of you falling asleep with the television on and then waking up an hour later realizing that you have not slept at all and you cannot fall back asleep I would describe it more as lucid dreaming Almost, where yeah. You kind of kind of have your mind working, but it's working at a fault. So you're thinking of a song, but it's wrong. Like the most perfect example of this is the That's Amore song. <laughs> yeah, it's where it's like they sing That's Amore and like the first line is fine. And then it moves to the next line. No, it isn't, it isn't fine. fine. It isn't it's fine. Like, it's well, the right length and everything, though. It's just the, the lyrics yeah. are wrong. And then they move to the next line and it's the wrong length. It's like it doesn't make sense. And then and then he just says bells and it goes <laughs> And then bells. <laughs> and then it does it five times. And it's the consistency it of it. It doesn't stop. Like any other <laughs> any other YouTube poop like esque type postmodern revitalization would be like, we're gonna make it wackier, wackier every time. But no, it's the commitment to consistency. And then the chorus comes on and it just becomes you're laughing your ass. But off. it's still the same thing. He doesn't even change it. Well, I would. I, no. I'm trying to remember. I think he does change like the way the lyrics are said in the first line each time. I think the, that is like mildly different in order each time. But then the next line is always the same and wrong. And then he just says bells. <laughs> it's just we're ruining the joke. But I mean, I think if you listen to it though, it doesn't matter. It still works. <laughs> it still works. Um, Even like hearing that alone and then listening to it is two different things. I think what really. Like, I was pretty sold on the opening. I mean, the opening, can we, do, do we want to describe the opening or do we just want to let the people listen to it at some point? Uh. <laughs> describe the opening. I mean, the opening is like what sold me. The like, opening. I listened to tracks from Neil Cicerega's other stuff, but here I was like, okay, this is an experience. The opening is like, it literally just opens with the Yahoo, like the Yahoo over and over and it gets longer and then it harmonizes and then it turns into like this beautiful choir sound and it's like it's like a five-part harmony like of just yahoo and it's just amazing and it's it because it starts as a joke and then it becomes actually beautiful <laughs> it's just, and i think that's like the best stuff that neil does is like it's like this should be a joke but somehow it doesn't sound bad and i don't get it <laughs> Like, nothing in here is just, like, it sounds terrible, nonsense, mess. Like, that's also important. Yeah, which I think is part of the joke. The, the joke is, like, all these disparate songs, and it's just, like, like what the fuck? 
And it's not even, it's like a joke on top of a joke. Like, they take Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing and put it over another song, which I didn't recognize. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't think I recognized it, but it was, um... It was some contemporary rock song. Well, I think I actually, I actually do know what song it was, but I can't quite remember which one. Uh, but, like, that alone is a joke on a joke, because chord progressions and all that and how well it mixes yeah. together. But that's not enough. He also changes the lyrics around. So it's, it's about like, it's about he wants do, to fall asleep and he wants to miss everything. He wants to close his eyes. He wants <laughs> to fall asleep because I don't miss you, babe, and I want to miss the thing. Yeah, because and, and it's not it's not just like a like a randomly changing the lyrics because lol so random. No, no, no. It's a it's the song is about he wants to fall asleep because the whole album is about he wants to fall asleep. <laughs> Uh, the sleeping with my clothes on song where he just keeps saying sleeping with my clothes on over and over and over again. Uh, it was an insane experience and I love it. One of the, uh, um, have you seen Nail Cesariga's website? Um, I think I have. It is literally like a 90s website. I mean, that's totally fitting for him. He does, oh, it's like the tiger in outer space thing. Oh my God. Yeah, this is, this is a Neil website. What was your favorite, like, track? I mean, like, one of my favorite Neil Cicerega videos is Bustin'. Where Bustin' literally goes, good. But, yeah, it's just the Ghostbusters, but he kind of, like, changes it up and just makes it about him wanting to bust. bust. Yeah, which we can assume he wants to bust a nut. He wants to have sex with a ghost. Yes. Which actually, that is but that's, it's like, that is from uh, Mouth Silence, and if you actually listen to it all the way through, um, the ending of the previous song is uh, an interview with <laughs> that guy, and it's just like, so tell me about the time that you uh, had sex with a ghost? <laughs> it just leads into that. It's fantastic. <laughs> When there's something strange slipping in your bed, let me tell you something. Busting <laughs> makes me feel good. <laughs> That's great. It's great. But that just sets up why this is my favorite thing. It's We Will Rock You with the SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> theme, where it's like, SpongeBob, SpongeBob, SquarePants. It's, no, but it gets better, though, because then they have We Will Rock You come in, but they're playing, they're like, beep, 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 beep. Bone, bone, underneath, underneath as the guitar. <laughs> did you notice that? I did. But the one that stuck out with me was like the SpongeBob Square. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite track is um. They have I I I think it's like Rule the World or something by uh. Oh my god! What band is that called? Tears for Fears. The instrumental for that is playing. The vocals for. Uh, the Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson is playing, and then on top of all of that, they are just playing, like, a commercial jingle for Chili's Baby Back Ribs, and, like... <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, I want my baby back. And it's just like, I can't fucking listen to this. Like, it's crazy. Ah, uh, they just, and, and he just keeps stacking it up, and you have to listen to it. You have to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like, we have not been this, like, enthralled with just, like, how much we enjoyed something in such a long time. Like, not so much that we had to tell you guys you have to listen to it. It's only an hour of your time. It's an hour of your time that you will never get back and you'll never want back. That's all I can say. Yeah. If you've got something to do, like a car ride, like, this will, in like, be perfect. Absolutely. Um, uh... I don't know. Is there any more you want to say about this? No, um, I don't want to talk about the election either. No, so I, I don't just... either. I think it's fine. We keep this one short. 
Um, we're going to be talking about Halloween-y shit right now, so enjoy our Halloween episode that just put Yeah, and we'll probably get a Halloween commentary out this same week as well, hopefully. I'm hoping. Um, I forgot, do we have ideas for that? I don't know. Do you want to just do something spooky? I love to do it. Want to do Hocus Pocus or Nightmare Before Christmas? Either one. Honestly, I haven't watched Nightmare Before Christmas since I was like a little kid, and I know that has like songs and shit in it, so maybe that's a good one to do. But it's only like 70 minutes, so I'm like, eh. eh it's still... And it's just good. The problem with that is that's just good. Is Hocus Pocus not just good? I've never seen that at all, like ever. Okay, we, we're doing Hocus Pocus. I know you guys voted on Nightmare, but we're doing Hocus well, I mean, Pocus. We can, we can do both. Like we that's... can do both. Maybe all not, right, maybe not in, the same, in the same week. Uh, give me a date and we'll make it All right. Work. Well, not not on recording, but we'll make it happen. All right. So, Andrew said it, and if he do- if it doesn't end up happening, you should yell at him on Twitter, because I'm always down to do these. No, it's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. Happen sometime. Maybe this time he'll record a Hocus Pocus commentary. All right, guys. Uh, check out uh, Mouth Dreams by Neil Cisiergo. Yes, please. I believe it's it's You'll only it. on. Um, I think it's only on SoundCloud right now. Um, not too hard to find though. Because it's really unfair that you can't post those on like Spotify. And that's that's the everything. thing. Like, because technically, technically, it's it is fair use. It's using copyrighted material, and the music industry is very rough with copyrighted shit. But like, but it is fair use. It is transformative. It, it's like beyond transformative. Like, you can't even argue that it's it's like a cover or anything like that. Like, it it is absolutely a different experience than listening to any of these songs by themselves. Yes. <laughs> Um, but that's not how our law system works. That's not how the YouTube copyright system works. So, well, the uh, problem is there is a, there is no precedent set, which is the only reason why I've ever considered going to law school is to try to study copyright law and try to set precedents for what could and couldn't happen. Yeah. But you're going to be fighting against like Disney. So, you know, (laughs) well, the thing about Disney is like, I feel like they have just as much to benefit from that as anyone else. That's, uh, True until they realize that Mickey Mouse goes into public domain again, and then they're like, oh, well, time to uh, extend copyright well, law. Mickey Mouse is about to go to public domain next year. Are they allowing that to happen this time? They can't stop it. There's nothing to stop it. Well, I mean, they have stopped it several times by just extending the time. It's only, they've only, they have only stopped it once for that reason. Let's, let's be clear. Oh, okay. They just stopped it for a long time for that reason. Yes, it was for a very long time. It, they changed it from, like, 70 years after creation to 70 years after the death. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you... Re-goddamn If you create something when you're, like, 20 and then you live to be 100, no one can touch that creation for, for what, like, fucking 140 years? Like, come on. Let's frame it like this. Like, The Great Gatsby, I think, just became public domain this year. That's absurd. Like, how is art supposed to progress with a law that ridiculous? And I think Thomas Jefferson made that same argument where he's like, yeah, I agree, like, intellectual property and all that, but we aren't going to be a creative community of, like, Americas without, like, fair use of, like, ideas. Yeah. So be prepared for Disney to unveil a new mascot at some point. Who do you think they'll use? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, you're coming back out. No, he's public domain. You have to use a, you have to use a, a recently created one. They'll probably use like Moana or something like Wayne the Rock Johnson. Make way, make way, consider the coconuts, oh, consider the trees. Oh, it's going to be Elsa. Elsa, Disney will, Disney's new mascot will be Elsa, guarantee. Honestly, you know who would probably be a pretty good mascot that they would actually consider using? Olaf. Ditch. Eh, his mo- There's no character to put on it. Like, you kind of get him. He's His voice can always be the same. You don't have to replace the voice actor. He's a little ugly. That's the problem. But he was, like, everywhere for, like, all the early aughts. 
Yeah, but the early aughts are gone, bro. All right, we'll see you next time on Patreon with Cheese. It's like Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.